So as the children do their bit, I just want to just continue our series. Last Sunday, those of you who were here will be aware we started a series on Dare to Follow. What does it mean to follow Jesus? We talked about baptism last week and the beginning of Jesus' ministry uh, by being baptised. And we were talking last week very briefly about how that sort of was not the way that most world leaders begin their work by being baptised and the humility and the obedience of that. This week we're moving on. Because the very next thing after Jesus was baptised, we read he was led out into the wilderness to be tempted. Jesus was led out into the wilderness to be tempted. Our key text of the year as a church is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 2. And I'm just putting the, te- I'm putting the AV desk to the test because I think it will come up in just a moment when Sam finds it. He's nodding his head. Yes, he's put it there somewhere. And it's going to come up. But it talks about strengthening our stakes. Now, those of you who um, have been here may have already collected your tent peg and the motto test. If not, there will be some outside afterwards. That's just to give them warnings to find out where they are. And uh, you can take them with there. They are, there's our motto text. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Jesus' temptation was the way he began his ministry. He was led out into the desert. I wonder how many world leaders would say, well, I started my work by being really tempted. We know many of them have been tempted and failed. You just need to read the newspapers to see how world leaders have abused their positions or have not been trustworthy. But this is really quite a good symbolism of the faith journey because after every mountaintop, there seems to be a valley. After every good thing, there seems to be a battle. And Jesus' baptism was, he was there, he was in the water. God's voice came from heaven and proclaimed, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately, he goes out into the wilderness to fast for 40 days to be tempted. My mother used to every so often say, what doesn't kill you, cures you. And maybe you've heard that said before. And that sense of sometimes tough experiences strengthen you as a person. And maybe you have experienced that yourself. You've been through a tough experience and it's made you stronger. Jesus' temptation in the wilderness was going to be a tough experience. It was going to be 40 days of fasting. Now, there's one thing I know. I get hangry. You've heard the expression, angry when you're hungry. You know, um, it's, it's hard, isn't it, when you're hungry to actually keep saying, you think, I just need some food. Preferably chocolate when you're really hungry. I just need that sugar boost. And that sense of, well, here we have Jesus being tempted. 
but being tempted not when he's strong, but when he's weak. And Jesus going through it. This mountaintop is being followed by the deepest of valleys, the hardship. The psalmist says, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with me. And for some people today in this church, you might actually feel today, well, actually, I'm in that valley. I'm in that struggle. What's this for me? What's the encouragement for me? Well, the first thing is God's with you. God is with you. Do you believe that today? Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, the things that are known by others and the things that are private to you, God is with you. And maybe today you just want to turn to the person next to you and just remind them, God's with you. Go on, remind the person next to you, God is with you. It's important that we remember that. I mean, I don't know how many of you heard that and thought, yeah, okay. Maybe. But if people knew what I really like, you know God, that's not true. No, no, it is true. It is absolutely true. God is with you today. And God is with you in your deepest valley as he was with Jesus in the wilderness. In that battle. And sometimes he's with us and he is strengthening us when we feel weak. I often find in church ministry, yes, I'm coming up to sabbatical time. I am looking forward to it, just stopping and reflecting and seeking God. That sense that in ministry so often you have great times and then it is really hard going. And there will be people who want to attack. And it's hard going. And as I read this passage from the temptations, as I was reading it earlier this week, my mind went to the parable of the vine as well. You know the parable of the vine in John chapter 15? And John chapter 15 talks about cutting off the dead wood, cutting off the rotten things. And for Jesus, there was a need to draw a line this is what I am and this is what I stand for and this is what I'm going to be and nothing's going to distract me. No power, no temptation, no greed. I am going to be sold out for that which God put me on this earth. Will you dare to follow? Will you truly dare to follow Jesus there? And to strengthen, there was going to need to be a victory in the desert. Anything other than victory would be failure, and failure of the whole of Jesus' ministry. So much lay on these 40 days. Because the sacrifice that was needed for all of humankind needed to be perfect. But Jesus went out. 
and he was tempted. Have you ever put your fruit in a fruit bowl and come back the next day and half of it's gone off all because of one piece that went off? You know, you've got an orange, it goes mouldy and then it affects all the bits of fruit around it and suddenly you've got a load of fruit that's no good. Strengthening our stakes Following Jesus means that actually we've got to take off of ourselves the bad parts because it will affect the whole. It will affect the whole. And in temptation, one little bit soon gives way to it all. You know, we rationalise things we get wrong, don't we? Well, it didn't really hurt anyone. Maybe you've done that when you've been just thinking about pushing truth a little way. Maybe when we're making an insurance claim, just add that little bit more on because it won't hurt the insurance company. Or stealing from your employer. Oh, you don't steal from your employer. Well, what about the time when you went out of work that bit early because nobody was watching? And it didn't really matter. It was only 10 minutes, but it's 20 minutes next time. Working from home and just taking the long coffee break. You see, if we're not careful, the small soon becomes a habit. And Jesus, as he stood there, tempted, as we read or heard in the reading that Poppy read so beautifully to us, we have that sense that Satan just wanted Jesus to fail. In the same way, he wants us all to fail. Satan appeals to Jesus' hunger. Come on, you can make yourself feel better. Just have this, you know. Jay, Satan appeals to Jesus' power. Or how many times in society have we seen power or the desire of power to be the weakness that destroys? Satan appeals to greed. If, I get, if you do this, you can have all that. And he's going into our ears and saying, Jesus responds very clearly. As the children are making, he responds with scripture. Do not put the Lord 
your God to test. Man shall not eat by bread alone. Constantly coming back with scripture to defeat Satan. It is said in the Bible that the word of God is a two-edged sword. And how we must know it to rebuke and to be strengthened. And Jesus trusts his father. Even in the moment of temptation and weakness, Jesus' eyes is just on God. And we are encouraged to trust God more with our lives. And Jesus is committed to his calling. And so in the desert, there's temptation, there's a battle. But this is Satan's first defeat, first kicking, as he heads down the line to ultimate destruction. And we read in verse 11 of chapter 4, the devil left Jesus and then the angels came to minister. And I want to say to you in your valleys, in your hardship, in the place where you are, invite God's angels, God himself, to come and minister to you. We sang that song earlier about surrendering to God, wanting to know him more. Well, in that, there is an openness. An openness. That even in our valley experiences, in our difficult times, God can be there for us if we let him. Maybe your faith is needing that reboot because you failed or feel you failed in the past. The great thing is God does love you and God does want to be a part of you and he invites you fully back, fully black. Let me go back to the vine and the parable of the vine. And you can read it in John chapter 15. But it says there, the good, the good farmer or the good gardener cuts off the lone fruitful parts of the vine. And maybe as Christians, as those who want to follow Jesus, there's some parts of us that are not fruitful for God. Habits that we have got into that we need to cut off. Maybe today as you want to strengthen yourself, there needs to be a cutting off of the unfruitful parts. There's some things that need to die in our lives that Jesus can rule. And maybe there's some things that have been given past priority that should become lower importance that Jesus can have total priority. 
And so this series is called Dare to Follow. Dare to follow. Will you dare to follow Jesus into a wilderness? And if you follow, would you dare to stand? Stand firm. Stand tall. Stand on the word. Stand on God's will. Do you need to turn to Satan and say, get ye behind me? It's an end of all what I need to do. Maybe abuse is going on and you need to say, I need this abuse to stop. Get ye behind me. Maybe your thirst for power needs to go as you say, get ye behind me. Maybe there's other things. We're going to come towards a closure of our service now. As we do, we're going to pray a prayer. It's one I've done before here at RBC. But it's very simple. I'm going to invite you, if you want to, just to hold your hands out in front of you, gently on your lap, however you want. I want you to imagine the things, your temptations your weaknesses and to put them in your hands, in your mind. You don't need to say what they are. You don't need to share it with anyone. And as I pray, I'm going to invite you to turn your hands over so they drop on the floor. And then, as I continue to pray, you can put your hands back up that they can receive what God wants to give to you today. Let's be quiet, and if you feel able, just hold your hands up. And imagine those things that are the struggle to you in your Christian walk today. The things that are a struggle that you need to let go of. moment at this time Lord you know what we've put in our hands in our imagination Lord just maybe in this moment remind us of something else that maybe we ought to put into our hands that we can be the followers of Jesus we long to be over and allow the things to leave our lives to fall onto the floor to be dropped and we thank you Lord that you are a God who is forgiving is loving a God who died for our sins and you don't long to remind us of them again they're gone 
And Lord, now we turn our hands back that we may receive from you that which we need, that which you give by your Holy Spirit.